place, countless thousands of angels are in joyful gathering. They're not miserable. They're not whining. They're not just playing harps. There's, there's, there's a lot of really cool things going on. You've come to the assembly of God's firstborn children, those people who are coming into this uh, relationship with him, who, who belong to him, who, and their names are written in heaven. You get to come to God himself and to the righteous ones in heaven who've now been made perfect. We're not made perfect here, made perfect there, uh, complete, and you have come to Jesus. All of those things, are, those are spiritual things, dimensional things that are happening while these people are on earth. It's, it's, so that's true for us. So that is unfolding. We get to be part of all of those things. When we draw near to him in prayer, we are entering into a, because we're told in chapter 4 of Hebrews that we're coming to the throne of God. We are invited to the throne of grace, that we are to bring our petitions, and we are to come and, and speak and opportunity to hang, hang out with him. Revelation 3.20 says he stands at the door and knocks. He's waiting for us. That's an invitation to come. You know, let me in and let me be part of your life. And it says he, he will come in and dine with us, which is uh, the imagery of intimacy, of conversation, of sharing heart to heart. That's what he's talking about. It's not some out there kind of thing. It's not just after you die kind of thing. It's now. It's unfolding. It's available. And he's saying, this is what I've made possible for you. And you can enjoy it. So I've been asked by the Lord. I've also been asked to share this. Uh, I've been invited to go to heaven. So on occasion, not every day, but on occasion... This takes place, and to be in the presence of the Lord to um, on these near-death experience things, they're, they're often uh, people accounting or recounting uh, the scene, the the aroma, the sounds, the uh, the colors of uh, plants and what things look like because the colors are vibrant and are in the, the immensity of color is so different. The plants exude life and the colors almost look alive as they're coming out of those plants. So as I'm reading some of these stories and people are sharing those, I'm going, yeah, that's exactly what is there and, and how that, what that looks like. Or what that feels like, or what you experience. You can, you can hear more. You can see more. The senses, the five senses we have here, are muted. They are not as effective as they can be. I think God created us with a whole lot more. Adam and Eve had a lot more. Things started going downhill, and we're way down the line on DNA. So, a whole lot more muting going on as we come down this far, but. I mean, it's still working, obviously. We're, we're doing pretty good. How many fingers? You got, so, we're, you know, we can, we're functioning. But it's so much more. And there, the, the five senses are a good start. The, you've got more than that. And, 
And here's one way to tell. You've been in a room sometime, a couple of, couple of ways this will work, and you know somebody is looking at you, but they're behind you. Now, how do you know that? Because, well, that teacher's got eyes in the back of her head. Well, yeah, that's creepy, but sure. That's not the one. That's not it. There is a sense in which your spirit being knows, or that person's staring, or that person's mad at me, or that person really likes me. You go, I've never even met that. There's 300 people in this room, but that person over there by the punch bowl. How does that work? Because there's this whole other level of things that are unfolding and going on, and and we connect uh, because of the spiritual side of, of those things. So we've got senses that can go beyond, and we can see beyond, and we can hear beyond, and we can uh, touch things that sometimes we limit ourselves on that just because of our uh, tendency to just want to be human and not be called crazy. So the heaven part of this is is just incredible and some of those stories are very helpful here's the warning if you read those stories and i hope you do because they're they're really interesting especially some of these that have been researched the um the ones that you may come across where they point you to other gods that point you in directions that would be uh in opposition to what the scriptures are saying. You go, no, well, wait a minute. Who else is playing in the spiritual realm? And there are people, when they have a near-death experience, who move from this realm, from from the physical realm, their body stays and the spirit moves on. Remember which heaven Paul said he went to. What if you go to two? That is a place where the battles are happening. There are the enemy, the rebellious enemies are in that realm. And guess what they like to do? Provide information that would make you think, well, I I know I just had a spiritual experience. That's true. So any spiritual experience like that can, can prove or be part of the evidence of life after death, or that there's more to it, and we're not just physical beings. There's more to it. However, those can be uh, anti-God. They can be anti-Jesus. Some of them are just sound so holistic because they say all religions are true. You go, if you check three of them, they're in opposition to each other. They're not all in agreement. Well, they all take us to the same place. No, they don't. If you're going to walk, if you're going to be a Buddhist, you're joined with the great oneness. There's no God. There's no, it just, and you repeat your life over and over until someday you just become part of the one. Is that exactly the same in every religion? No. There's a huge difference. God has been communicating, and just like the false prophets in Jeremiah, he said they listen to each other, they copy each other, and then they just pass this out. These other spirits who are opposed to God want to take our thoughts, our minds, our feelings away from the one true God. They will use near-death experience to do that as much as they will do things in this life to distract or uh, destroy us if they can. So that stuff happens. So back to... so. I'm, 
in heaven, there's the, the um, interaction of people, seeing people. I've been there with a the huge crowd of witnesses. And, and actually, Jesus came and got me. So that's how, I, by invitation, I mean by invitation, he came and got me. Then he grabs me by the arm. This dude is six feet-ish, might be a little taller, but strong. And he grabbed my arm, and he says, we're gonna, we did some traveling. We did some traveling here. We were here, checked out the church, did some things here, but we also were in heaven. And so we, just in a moment, change uh, from earth to the dimensional thing is like just like John said, just bam, you're there, traveling and, and zipping over the top of things. So we're flying through. I'm just like, oh, don't drop me. Just keep, keep holding because I don't think I can do this. And we go to these rolling hills, and it's gorgeous. And we get to this area, and there's this whole crowd of people in, standing in front of these hills in, in this meadow. And then we, we go down and walk uh, up to them. And my mom's in, in, in that group, and she's toward the front. There's a, a lot of other people, family, friends, people that couldn't make out because so, there's a lot and and there's a uh, I mean just the interaction she's like 30-ish 30 in her 30s and, and and toward the end her shoulder was I mean she you know you get misshapen things start happening when you get older none of that was there she's looking she's looking good and she is excited and the Lord just Get on up there and go, you know, get a hug. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little freaked out. Like, what is happening here? And um, and and then these other people are you kind of, you know, you kind of get hugs, people saying things and uh, encouraging and um, just yeah, just it's just uh, a a shift in time, a shift in the way. Um, maybe, you know, I expected to see see her at some point, but I didn't expect, expect to see her that soon. And to be, to see to see her in in such excitement over the Lord. There's some theological things. <laughs> Am I supposed to tell? Yeah, sure. Okay. There's some theological things that she struggled with uh, about the Lord and about, you know, we would argue over, well, I think the Bible says this. So, you know, we had those moments. She is there, and all of a sudden she's going, no, you were right. <laughs> this is cool. Wow, Mom. Like, you sure that's my mom? Because anyway, yeah, she, she was like really positive and excited about what was happening with them, what God was doing with the the people who were there, and I think some of them go back generations of family and you know people pulling for you. So I think that's true for you. You got a huge crowd of witnesses pulling for you, and I think it goes back. You know, there are believers who go back, and not just did you inherit DNA, you inherit a spiritual legacy that is connected, and it is it's amazing to see that happen. And I came back, tried to, this is out, this went on for hours. 
And when I get back and talk to Cass, I could barely talk about any of that because it just you just can't put the pieces together on on that sort of thing. And the follow-up to that is the Lord invites me periodically. So there, some of the people uh, that have come through here, uh, some, of, some of our folks, I've had an opportunity to see in, uh, in heaven, and that's been neat. Saw Dad. That was later. Oh, of course, because he died later. So he, I was just going, I don't know, the Lord just brings me into this. This is more of a vision. The other one was I get, I'm getting taken, and this one was just, no, just come, you know, here you go. So I'm, I'm visiting, and there's this hedge-like thing, and I'm going, I'm, you know, there's like, there's nobody right there. And then up he comes up this trail on the other side of the hedge, and he sees me standing there, and he just smiles real big, you know, a smile. He just goes, hey, hey, <laughs> there's things going on. Bam, he just keeps going. Well, yeah, thanks, Lord, that was good. Okay, so I go back. I, I don't know. It's just um, moments. I took him, and this may have been part of, part of the deal. Typically, I don't take people with me when I visit with people who are about to die. And... Some of that has to do with what I share with them, what the Lord has me share with them. Sometimes there are angels in the room, and if you have other people standing around, the person dying is like, cool, and they can probably see them. The other people in there helping don't see them. Or I haven't had anybody yet who could see them. And so they are distracting. You saw what? What do you say? Well, I think you need to step out, sir, because you're disturbing the patient. Anyway, so I don't typically invite people along for that, and including my dad. But we had a uh, a cousin, and she was passing away, and she was in hospice, and it was getting down to the to the wire. So I. And I, and he happened to be with me, so we were together doing some things. And I said, "Well, I just need to go. Do you want to go?" Yeah. So, take him with me. We get, we get to visiting with Linda, and and she is like this wonderful woman who has just given her life to serving others, serving Jesus. I mean, just just a sweetheart. And. She is, I, I share some of the things, you know, what heaven's like, and, you know, this isn't a scary thing, and you're going to just love it. And there's an angel over there just kind of keeping an eye on this thing. And she's like, man, this is, this is great. And I go, okay, except, she said, I, I'm not, because of the theology that she grew up in, she said, I'm not sure I'll go to heaven. So we talk about, You've believed in Jesus. You've been serving Jesus. You have loved the Lord with all your heart. Yes, you're going to heaven. Well, do you think I'll get to see Jesus? Mm. Dad's standing. He's, he, he had wandered down the hall and he's back. Yes, you're going to see Jesus. And you're going to see Jesus first before anything else happens when you get there. And she's uh, smiling because she's now... Like, okay, this, this may be all right. 
I actually get to go to heaven, and I get to see Jesus. So she passes away, and I, not, not while I'm there. So it's that, whenever it was, a night or two later, and just in a dream, I'm, I see her enter heaven, and right away, Jesus just grabs her and hugs she is so elated. I mean, it is such a cool scene. She is so pumped to be, to, that <laughs> she's there, but that he actually um, greeted her. And it was, it, just, it was just beautiful. Then he steps out of the way. This is so cool the way he does this. So he just steps out of the way, and behind him, that great crowd of witnesses, it's, There's uh, her husband who passed away and others, you know, friends, family, and then, you know, all these, all these folks that have gathered and he just, he just, he's blocking the view because I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm there, but I'm over there and she's over here with him and then he just goes and there they are and they're just all waiting and he just has her get in the middle of that crowd, and it was just so cool. And and it's cool to see how he works this to uh, greet his people, to encourage. Again, you'll if you read some of these books or watch some of the YouTubes, and they'll say, well, everybody, you know, God just loves everybody, and everybody gets in. You go, really? Because some people are just jerks, and they hate the guts of Jesus. They hate him. They hate the name of Jesus. Everybody gets to go to heaven. No. Those who turn to the Lord, those who love the living God, yeah. And he makes it so amazing for that entry and to be able to come into his presence is just in, incredible and to be able to um, experience it, him and then then to meet uh, God the Father and then the Holy Spirit's around and the, each of them they're one and they can speak as one they can also speak as individuals and interact with people as as because they have their own personalities and their own um, their own voice and when you read through scripture you go through especially in the New Testament read the book book of Acts and say the Holy Spirit said God the Father said Jesus said and Jesus is in heaven at this point you go they know the difference because they knew the sound they knew the difference in the voices and they're different, and it's spiritual realities in another dimension that is all around us, and the Holy Spirit, God has determined to be available in us, and the more we allow him to work and act, 
He activates our spiritual senses, our uh, ability to read scripture, to understand what God is doing in the things in and around us. All of those things are available. Second, or First Corinthians, when you read through First Corinthians three, he says that there are people who are spiritual and then there are non-spiritual. He's not saying they're not Christians or they don't get to go to heaven, but they don't pay attention. They just don't pay attention. They're caught up in their own thing. They push God off to the side. They go, ah, you know, it's a bunch of spiritual nonsense. I ain't having it. So they leave him over there, and God says, you want me over there? Okay. There'll come a day when they enter into that place. I have seen people enter who did not have as pleasant uh, greeting because they had fought the Lord. They had pushed. They still believed, so that the, you know, the entrance is there. But when you meet the fiery eyes of Jesus penetrating your soul, that is not a pleasant thing. And that is also available. But for those who love him, for those who seek him, for those who desire to, to uh, have that fellowship with him here, oh, that door is open for there. He, he's, and he wants to communicate with us now. So there's this whole interdimensional thing that's um, that's going on so maybe that makes more sense of things like uh, the re- realities of heaven from colossians chapter 3 first couple of verses there in chapter 3 since you've been raised to new life with christ set your sights on the realities of heaven where christ sits in the place of honor at god's right hand think about the things of heaven not the things of earth. And you know how hard that is. I'm going to think about the things of earth. I'm going to think about politics. I'm going to think about finances. I'm going to think about uh, auto mechanics. I'm going to think about... But today you have heard the realities of heaven... He's not playing. He's not pretending. It's not just how you feel about it. Realities are reality. It's interdimensional. We can experience a lot of it here and now. And the closer we get to him, the more we listen to him, the more we draw close, the more we experience, the more is available. And stepping into eternity is just a step. Because it's instantaneous and amazing set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand think about the things of heaven not the things of earth application interdimensional living interdimensional living just recognize that all those things are true and real and available and you can research it yourself if you're Uh, unsure and uh, God will show you but love God with all you are Jesus said that's the most important thing love God with all your heart mind soul and strength and then out of that you can love others and half the stuff I see on churches and church websites anymore or in pastors pastoral meetings start with 
what social things can we do so that people can see that, you know, they can see Jesus in us. We'll be the hands and feet of Jesus. And they start with the social. They start with the activity. They start with the uh, variety of whatever they think will draw people in, in whatever community they happen to be working in. Jesus said, you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You got to start there. That one is the one that gets skipped. I mean, they can quote it, but they'll skip it and go to the next one because it's easier to do something with physical people that you can see and uh, doesn't carry the same power or purpose. It is limiting because the God of heaven is not uh, as included in that process. Embrace and emit heaven. Let the heavenly joy that we read about flow because we're embracing it. We're embracing heaven. We're embracing what God wants to do. And then it just comes through. And the words we speak and the things we do, the, it just flow in all that we are so that the aura that we bring to any place that we visit is, is just heavenly. It just brings it everywhere. Interdimensional living. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the things that you're doing that you have not limited access to yourself. You have invited us to believe, to hold on to you, to know you, the one true God, to know Jesus Christ, your son, who you sent, the Holy Spirit, who you've sent to empower us. Thank you for all of that. Thank you for making yourself known, for... Uh, the realities that exist around us right here, right now, and all that is ahead. Thank you for uh, putting things into the scriptures so we have a place, or place of reference. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who keeps communicating and teaching. Lord, if there's anything, anything that is a barrier in our lives, I pray that you'd point that out to us. And if any evil being is here tormenting anyone right now, physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, I rebuke him in the name of Jesus, that his power, his love might be real in and among us now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Speaking all I can only 
Blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Amen. 